Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> you don't like me singing? I just wasn't expecting that. Oh, it's the Christmas episode. I just, I wasn't expecting you to start it so strong. Oh, welcome everybody to the Christmas episode. I even busted out the lights on the table we are recording on. I know you can't see them if you're listening to this, but I wanted the aesthetic to be Christmas. It's very Christmas. We did take off the pumpkin that we I had. know. I don't want to get rid of them yet. But anyway, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I brought my co-host and fiance on because she loves Christmas movies. So she's going to give her top five Christmas movies. I'm going to give my top five movies for people who don't like Christmas to watch around the holidays. Wait, who don't like Christmas or don't like Christmas movies? Don't like Christmas movies. Okay, you said who don't like Christmas. Maybe you don't like Christmas either. I'll get into my feelings on Christmas movies here later in the episode. And then we're also going to review Happiest Season, which came out on Hulu that we were both excited for. We'll tell you our thoughts on that movie. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Without any further ado, let's get started. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. All right, so we're going to start it off. I want you to give your top five Christmas movies. Now, these are ones you watch every single year, right? Yes. And you love Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies. About when do you think it's acceptable to start watching a Christmas movie? Because we're just about to get into December when do you think you would normally bust them out? I mean, I put up our Christmas trees on November 1st, so I think I was like in the Christmas spirit by then. So November 1st. Yeah, I don't think there's also any rules anymore in 2020. Like, do whatever makes you happy. That's Christmas true. Christmas movies make me happy. I guess Lifetime started playing them around October. Which, disclaimer, there will be no Lifetime or Hallmark movies on my list. Love those. They don't make the list. I don't think they make mine either. I think we each either pick theatrical releases or streaming movies is what we did. All right, let's get into your list. Hit me with number five. All right, my number five top Christmas movie is Nothing Like the Holidays. It has John Leguizamo and Deborah Messing, and I just think it's so cute. What? When did you first watch this movie? Oh, I think it came out in 2007, 2008, so probably then. Yeah, 2008. Okay, so yeah, I saw it when it came out. What makes this one of your favorites? 
I just like all of the like family oriented Christmas movies. I mean, all of them have like semi dysfunctional families, but I just think it captures like the essence of like spending Christmas with your family. And I guess when I was younger, I liked watching them because it was people with like siblings and they all come home for Christmas. And I, my younger brother was born when I was 12. And so I was an only child for so long that I was like, oh, I just want like that family relationship. You made me watch this one the other night. I did. I will say we have watched all. We've watched all these. Research. And going into this one, I thought it was going to kind of be your typical Christmas movie, which I think is why I don't love Christmas movies entirely, because they kind of feel like they have that same cheesy formula. They do. It comes to the very kind of cheery ending at at the very end. This one, it was a little more... I don't want to say depressing, but it kind of had like a lot of issues with the family going on. That was all like, how's this all going to play out? It was real life and real life doesn't stop for Christmas. And it was just them figuring out how to navigate real life during the holidays. And a rare scene for a Christmas movie, but there's a scene where somebody pulls out a gun. Yes. (laughs) Which I wasn't expecting. There is. You did give a little gasp at that. Yeah. But overall, I thought this one, it didn't feel so much like... A, like a cheesy Christmas movie and it had some elements of it being a normal movie. Would you say this is a good movie? Like aside from it being a Christmas movie? I would say yes. Because it stands at like a 54% Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay, well we've already addressed before that I don't necessarily like things that Rotten Tomatoes would consider And good. I feel like that's kind of where Christmas movies are. They yeah. usually have a lower rating. I watch a movie to like be entertained and to not have to think for two hours. I feel like Rotten Tomatoes will give something that you have to pay attention to every second, mm-hmm. 100%. I also have to pee all the time. So if I go see a movie, <laughs> I'm missing probably like a solid five to seven minutes. So I need to be able to catch up when I come back. All right. So that's your number five. What's your number four? My number four is The Holiday. Okay. Great movie. You hadn't seen it. Nope. You also fell asleep at the end. I did. (laughs) So I don't feel like you can give an entirely confident review. I will say we watched it on TV. It was three hours long with commercial breaks. Those were unnecessary. Who's in this one? Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Jack Black, Cameron Diaz. And she kind of stepped away from acting about four years ago, straight up retired from it. It was kind of weird seeing her and reminded of how like, how many big movies she was in and how just famous she was. Which we talked about last night, just like thinking back on all of the ones that she was in. Yeah, I mean, she was one of the biggest movie stars for a very long time from like the late 90s to the early 2000s. And for her to just kind of step away from that, I thought it was kind of amazing. And I think she has really no plans of going back to acting. So who do you think this Christmas movie is for? It's definitely a chick flick. Definitely. <laughs> Weird seeing Jack Black in this too, because he's just such a comedic actor. And he plays a, a more serious role. Yeah, he's still kind of funny, but it's a lot more serious than you're expecting from him. I will say I feel like there's two camps of holiday movie people. You're either a Love Actually fan or a Holiday fan, and I'm a Holiday fan. Not saying fans of both can't love the other one, but I feel like those are the two like strong chick flick mm-hmm. like rom-coms at Christmas that people either fall into and I feel One like camp or the other. so far on your list, that's kind of where you're leaning. Yes. Okay. What would you rate this holiday movie? I think a good holiday movie, as far as what you rate it, is rewatchability. I think that's what they shoot for when they make holiday movies. Okay, that's They fair. want movies that you can watch every single year and pretty much get into like a syndicated thing of like, okay, we can make a lot of money off this movie. That's why I feel like I don't like Christmas movies all that much because I feel they're a little bit of a cash grab. I watch them every year. Yeah. They have the syndication going. That one was on Lifetime all day. Yeah. It's literally every three hours I think on that's Lifetime. The only place you can watch it for free right now if you have a Lifetime. Yeah. So, because the other movie, we had to pay to rent. Yeah. We won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, we can go into that. I think there's a weird 
<laughs> mental thing when it comes to paying for things online. Is it because we paid for movies you've already seen? For me, it's weird to go and pay for like an older movie. Like I have no problem paying 20 bucks for a brand new movie. That's no, that's why we got into this disagreement. And when it comes to that $3.99 or $2.99, even what it was. See, but you won't let me buy the $2.99 one because we can't watch it okay. in standard definition. That's another thing I have. If I'm going to watch a movie, I have to watch it in HD. I don't know why. I'm very particular about the quality in when it comes to watching something because I want to see it. In best quality as it can be. So I have to, I will spring for that extra buck if I'm going to pay to stream it at home. Okay, well, luckily I had a dollar off coupon on Amazon so we could spring for the HD. <laughs> you were like wanting to bust out the piggy bank. Like, here, I'll give you the two. I did. I mean, it was on my Amazon account. <laughs> okay, so there right, we Back from couples therapy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you need to say about that one? No, it's just a good one. I ended up what I remember from it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I didn't know where it was going in the beginning. You didn't know where it was going for like the first hour. Yeah, because it's Cameron Diaz's character goes to live where Kate Winslet's character yeah, is Yeah, they do like a house swap. Yeah, and then they meet somebody and then it goes from there. I just yeah. didn't know where it was going. Ended up with a twist that I wasn't expecting and I thought it was fine. Yeah. It was okay. okay. That was all I asked is that you watched it with me. Okay, hit me with your number three. Four Christmases. Okay. There's just so many good parts. Well, uh, okay, so this one I actually, if you wouldn't have forced me to watch it, again, we're seeing a theme here, you've made me watch all of these, <laughs> I, this was the most unexpected that I actually really liked. Had you not seen that one before either? No. I thought we watched that one last year, Christmas. Yeah, but that was the first time I had seen okay. it but because of you. Okay. So, this is one that I actually go back and seeing like, this is actually a funny movie. It's hilarious. My family quotes the whole thing. Like all your It's long. a very quotable Christmas movie. Extremely quotable. And with this one, I also think it wasn't trying so hard to be a Christmas movie with like all these little cliches or anything. I just thought it was its own kind of funny movie. Yeah. I like Vince Vaughn. I like Reese Witherspoon. I know they didn't really get along when they did the movie together, but I don't think that shows when you watch it. No. Favorite scene in the movie? Um... It has to be when they're playing Taboo. Mine too. <laughs> Either that or the scene where they're they're reenacting at church. Oh yeah, those are my two favorite scenes. The best scenes in the movie. <laughs> Who do you think this Christmas movie is for? Because it's not a whole it's not a wholesome Christmas movie. It's not really a family Christmas movie, but it's also not like a What's your other favorite Bad Mom's Christmas? It's not on that end either. I wasn't going to put that one on this list. <laughs> but that's one of your other favorites. Where yes, I where do you think this kind of falls? Children in the room. Cause it's PG thirteen. Yeah, because they would play it on what TBS? Yeah, or something. I think it's just the language that gets edited out a bit. Yeah. I don't really feel like there's any yeah, it's parts of it that are inappropriate. I actually enjoy this one. So this is a Christmas movie. I could actually, hey, I, every Christmas I could stand to watch this movie. Okay, is Tim where McGraw's in it. Tim McGraw's in it. He looks much different than he does look different. And it's this a different is a, Tim. This is the one movie he says he's never seen himself in. Really? Yeah. Because he just doesn't want, like, he saw, like, just the trailer and how he looked in it. He said, never want to watch it. But that was also part of his character, I feel like. Yeah. He was great in it. It's funny. Yeah. Vince Vaughn's family in the movie, like, his brothers. Yeah, it's the, the best. It's, and the kids. They, the kids are even better. <laughs> All right. What's your number two? Elf. Classic. Classic. I have seen it, I don't even know how many times. Uh, Alamo Drafthouse, a movie theater in Austin, does a quote along. And so for the past, like, four years, obviously not this year. Um, I have gone to that several times. I think once with my friends, we make it like our girls Christmas night. And then once with my mom and my brothers. And so I just, I love that movie. Yeah. Once recently we were cleaning your car 
<laughs> and I guess you get an elf hat every time you go. Okay, so so it was like, here's one. <laughs> here's another one. How many okay. times have you gone to see this movie? At Alamo Draft House, when you go to like a quote along, it's different than seeing a typical movie there. Because if you see a movie at Alamo, you know you're supposed to be super quiet, no talking. At a quote along, you sing, you're loud, you're annoying. They give you props, mm-hmm. and they give you an elf hat. And I have gone many years. I've also driven my friends several times, and they leave their elf hats in my car. So I did <laughs> happen to have like five elf hats, which you made me throw away. <laughs> a little bitter about that now it's fine if you've never been to an alamo draft house it's basically a place where you can go and order food while you they watch the movie. such good food which i know some places don't get this entirely right because either the food isn't that great or it's just not a great process but alamo draft house i gotta say they have it down to where it's not annoying when they're running around and taking your orders they do a pretty good job about it and the food is actually good and for me being vegan they have really great vegan options and the thing I love about Alamo Draft House, besides that, is the screens are like really great there, and the sound is amazing. So above all else, like you get a better movie watching experience there. So if there is one around you, um, whenever the, everything's kind of back to normal, highly recommend Alamo Draft House. I will say, I think Alamo Draft Houses are actually open right now with a ton of like protocols in place. Well, so there, there you go. I know they're doing the off screening, so please. Go see it on my behalf. All right. Hit us with your number one Christmas movie. All right. This is going to be controversial. I did this in our like podcast about my favorite movies. Overall, it's The Family Stone. Either you love it or you hate it. I don't feel like there's an in-between. People either just love the family dynamic or Sarah Jessica Parker's character ruins it for them because she does. She's just kind of an uptight. She clears your throat a lot. She's kind mm-hmm. of annoying, but that's the whole like... That's the shtick of her. Like, that's what she's supposed to be. I think that's just her character. That's who she is. I think even a little bit in Sex and the City, that was kind of her character of sometimes being, I don't know, annoying. Yes. Or just kind of like. There's certain scenes that you look back and you're like, that was very Carrie. I just think that's who she plays and she does it well. I don't think it should be an attack on Sarah Jessica Parker. But why do you love this movie so much? I think it goes back to. It's one that my mom and I watch all the time. We'll watch it whenever it's on TV. We watch it every year for Christmas. I think we usually start Thanksgiving weekend and then watch it again before Christmas. So we're talking like twice a year. Mm-hmm. And I think it just goes back to like those memories of watching it with my mom and just pour a glass of wine, fix some like cheese and crackers, turn it on. That's our movie. So you think this is a good mom and daughter Christmas movie? I do. Yeah, that'd be a good like camp to recommend it to. Well, there you go. I enjoyed your list. Thank you. Did you enjoy all of my movies? I enjoyed most of them. What are your thoughts on The Family Stone? Again, I would not watch it unless you even brought this movie to my attention. But we watched it again for the second time this year, and I like it. I can't remember if you actually paid attention during it. I I did pay attention. I feel like you were on your computer. No, I watched the movie. Okay. I like it. (laughs) I'm good also with this one watching it every year. Okay. So there we go. So the only one out of my list that you like, what was, what's your least favorite out of my list? Least favorite? Mm, I could guess. What? The Holiday. Yeah, probably the least favorite. Okay, that's fair. I just don't think that one has a high rewatchability factor. I saw once, I don't think I want to watch it again. Unless you want me to. Maybe the end. (laughs) Maybe the end. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break now. We'll get back with my movies, all right? The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, 
and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery. But that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she? as my father believed, a witch. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so now I want to give my top five Christmas movies for people who don't like Christmas movies. Now, I don't think in my list you'll find any of the all-out Christmas classics. I think those are a whole different kind of category on their own, so you won't see any of, like, It's a Wonderful Life or even, like, A Christmas Story on my list. What I want to cover is just movies. For me, Christmas movies are my favorite. Out of every genre of movie, I feel they're very down there because they're either, like I said earlier, kind of a cash grab, a little overly cheesy, or there's just something about them that the elements to making a good movie aren't really there. So it's sometimes why I don't like Christmas movies. So when I can find movies that have just a little bit of Christmas in it, and if you put them on around Christmas time, your entire family is not going to be like, why are we even watching this? It has a little bit of Christmas, a hint of Christmas, you could say. And I think you could put these on and at least mm, maybe half your family will enjoy it, which is a pretty good ratio for a movie you pop in during Christmas. I feel like with my family, it's kind of hard to find a movie around the holidays that we all like. Our long-standing tradition has been to watch A Christmas Eve on Sesame Street every year. That's like our go-to movie, and it was basically just a PBS special back in the day. And we've since found a YouTube link that we can watch it while we open gifts, and that's kind of our thing. But aside from Christmas movies, there aren't a whole lot that we all like. So at number five on my list, I'm going with Bad Santa, which is a very crude movie. Wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> but Checks out. Underneath all the Christmas elements, it's still just a funny comedy. And 
I think for people who don't like Christmas movies, if you can watch something that's going to make you laugh no matter what and still kind of fit that Christmas theme, it's a win-win. And it's one that I usually watch every single year. And there's a lot of kind of funny, memorable moments. And it has a high rewatchability factor. But again, it's just a funny movie beside the fact that it's Billy Bob Thornton playing a bad Christmas Santa at the mall. I just think it's a funny movie. They made a sequel to it. Wasn't as good. But still, the original holds up after all these years. Have you seen Bad Santa? I have, but it's been a long time. We haven't watched it yet this year. We will watch it if you're down for it. I'll always watch anything. At number four, I'm going with Home Alone. Okay. Now, I don't consider Home Alone to be a full-on Christmas movie, mainly due to the fact that they've made part two, part three, part four, whatever. They've made sequels to this. And the first one, if they played Home Alone in July... I don't think that a whole lot of people would flinch. You would just see it on TV like, oh, it's Home Alone. There's a little bit of Christmas in it. But I don't think you'd be as weirded out if you saw, like, the Santa Claus on in July. You'd be like, why are they showing a Christmas movie in July? Home Alone, you could watch it really whenever and it'd be all right. But also, it has that little bit of Christmas in it that what actually happens in the movie happens around Christmas. And then again, it's just a funny movie besides all that stuff. There's a lot of memorable parts to it. It's been out for 30 years now, so clearly it can stand the test of time. But even if you don't like the cheesy Christmas elements to it, it's still a funny movie, and it's a movie that holds up. So what are your thoughts on Home Alone? I like Home Alone. It's not one of my favorites. Like, I'd, I'll watch it, but, I mean, it wasn't on my list, so it's not, it's not something that I, like, have to watch every christmas i think i would but i don't go out of my way to turn it on i think for me and my family the reason we can all agree on home alone sometimes is because it has a lot of slapstick humor like there's not much thought that goes into getting the joke of somebody getting hit hit in the face with a paint bucket yes but you watch that you get it no matter what language you speak no matter how old or how young you are that joke you get Yes. So with other Christmas movies that don't have that element, like that's just an instant thing. So I think that kind of works well for our family because my dad has a really hard time watching any movie, <laughs> let alone a Christmas movie. So I think like one of his favorite shows back in the day was The Three Stooges. So it has that kind of humor into this movie. So I think this is one of the only ones he, will, he can kind of stomach to watch. Will he stay awake through it? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I think with my dad, he'll watch like, 20 minutes of any movie and he's out fall asleep in a theater (laughs) yes i think the first movie he ever went to when i was a kid was probably the lion king in 94 and he fell asleep (laughs) so that's kind of his thing at number three on my list i'm going with die hard have you ever seen die hard i don't think i have what happens in this movie just happens to occur during christmas so there's a whole debate every single year of like is die hard a christmas movie it's not really a christmas movie because they've made many sequels to die hard the same way they did with home alone it just happens to happen around a christmas party but this is my thing reason why the christmas genre is trash (laughs) that we fight so hard for movies like die hard and home alone to be christmas movies That means there aren't a whole lot of Christmas movies for us to watch every year that we force even just any kind of movie that has any kind of element of Christmas to being a Christmas movie. I think that's why we get into the debate every single year. And also, it's kind of tradition to argue about it. Okay, so if your whole thing is that it's not a Christmas movie, if it just takes place at Christmas, Mm -hmm. then half of my movies wouldn't have been Christmas movies. The holiday only really takes place at Christmas time. Nothing like the holidays for Christmases. So what... 
What makes a Christmas movie then? I feel like if they're taking place at Christmas, it kind of almost makes the whole thing a Christmas movie because the colors are different. You've got trees mm-hmm. and just singing. Like I just feel like if it's set anytime around Christmas, then it's therefore kind of a Christmas movie. I think that's what we've made the genre out to be. I think a true Christmas movie the entire plot is embedded in Christmas and there's no way you can get around it without having Christmas. So like something like Miracle on 34th Street or something like Santa I, I Claus. say Elf, yeah, Santa Claus or Elf is a straight up Christmas movie. Okay. Because he is from the North Pole. So anything that has to be embedded in the idea of Christmas, you couldn't take it out. Like any of those movies you could probably plug into anywhere else and then, you know, work still. Okay. But if it has anything to do with Santa, if it has anything to do with elves or the actual story of Christmas, is what makes it a Christmas movie. All right. Thank you for clarifying. So there we go. But Die Hard, great action movie. Even though it came out in the 80s, it still kind of holds up. And probably my favorite Bruce Willis movie. I'm not a big Bruce Willis fan. I think for me, like action movies, I don't know. I get kind of tired of the same old thing, but... Die Hard kind of did this genre first, and there was a lot of kind of... There's a really great um, movie that made us episode that came out on Netflix of the whole story about this movie and how it was really kind of the first big major movie for Bruce Willis. Like, he wasn't an action star before this. He was doing, like, um, soap operas before that. So every action movie has kind of pretty much tried to be like Die Hard since. So, again, happens around Christmas. You can get away with it. I'd say go for Die Hard. All right. At number two, another one that happens around Christmas is Batman Returns. And probably my favorite, ooh, well, a lot of Batman movies have come out since, but before The Dark Knight, this was easily my favorite Batman movie, mainly because it has the Penguin, it has Catwoman, and overall, it looks the most like a comic book Batman that I, I kind of envisioned in my head as a kid. And it has a lot of those kind of, cool production elements and kind of throwbacks to like the classic, you know, comic books, but it was never cheesy in any way. And what they did kind of with the dark Knight later was make it more dramatic and realistic. But this one had a little more of what I liked as a kid to watch. And you've never seen any of the original Batman's. If I have, they're not sticking out in my head. Okay. So I will now force you to watch all the Batman and come back and report. Okay. I can agree to that. Would you watch all of them? Yeah. Okay. They're not scary. Or are they? They're not a horror movie. That's true. Are they now the this year's last year's Joker scared me, so we'll go that's another story. If they're that level, then no. No, they're not. Okay. At number one, my favorite movie that feels like Christmas, even though it's not a Christmas movie, is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Now, Christmas is a big part of I'd say a lot of the Harry Potter movies. The books even more so. Because I've read all the books multiple times. And the Christmas scenes in the books are way better than they are in the movie. They just get downplayed to like five minutes in the movie. But there are some important elements in the first one like that happened around Christmas. Because he gets the, the cloak from... It's a Christmas present. Yes. So, and aside from that, kind of watching these movies on Christmas Day feels a little bit special because they are just so big and cinematic and like there's this it's this whole Harry Potter world that you're watching it kind of feels like a holiday movie because it's usually they're all cold and then I don't robes. know robes and stuff so it kind of has that feeling of like a holiday movie and a perfect time to watch them and they used to always come out around November December when mm-hmm. they would come out so there's something that I associate 
Harry Potter with being around the holidays. And if you put these movies on, it just kind of makes like Christmas Day or Christmas morning feel a little bit Christmassy, even though it's not a straight up Christmas movie. I would agree with that. There are no arguments here. You know, I love Harry Potter movies. And I was a little late on the Harry Potter movies because I'd never you got into going to the midnight screenings. Yeah, I read the books. I like would pre-order the books. This is a funny story. When I was, however old I was when the seventh one came out, I pre-ordered it. I bought it. And then, you know, when you're like a preteen, you're a little sassy. Instead of getting grounded, my parents took away my Harry Potter book. Mm. That's how into the books I was. Dang. I've never been punished in that kind of way. <laughs> That's how you punish a nerd. <laughs> well, anyway, those are our lists. Um, I feel like there's some people who maybe want to hear more about like classic Christmas movies. But I don't feel... I don't know. I just think that we, when you get into those lists of like what the best Christmas movies are, you're kind of going to have the same ones over and over. So I didn't want to get into that. I wanted to do a little bit differently. And I liked your list because it's not your traditional Christmas movies. For you who is such a big fan of the holiday and such a big fan of this kind of genre of movies, I feel like your picks were a lot different that people who maybe wouldn't have watched those movies would enjoy them. Yes. And it gives somebody something different to watch. Yes. And again, honorable mention goes to Bad Mom's Christmas, but don't watch it with your children around. Well, an honorable mention for me was going to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, such a good one. Because above everything, that's just a funny movie. It is. So that was very right on for being in my list, but that's an honorable mention. All right. All right. Well, there we go. Next, we're going to review Happiest Season. Ready? Ready. All right, we're going to get into a movie review now, talking about Happiest Season, which just came out on Hulu. Both of us were very excited for this movie, pretty much because of the cast alone. You got Kristen Stewart, Allison Brie, Dan Levy, the list goes on and on. But before we get into our review, here's just a little bit of Happiest Season. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm finally going to meet everyone. There's something that we should talk about. I didn't tell my parents I'm gay. So who do they think I am? This is Harper's orphan friend, Abby. Yes, of course. They're there. You're so brave. <laughs> Riley! Harper! This is Abby. Abby is my orphan roommate. We, I am an orphan, but we live together as friends. Um, like acquaintances. Oh, please stop. Yeah. All right, so when we sat down to watch this movie, we had already seen some early reviews on it, and so I was doing pretty well. And I think we were both excited mainly because we had just come off watching Schitt's Creek and we're a big fan of Dan Levy's character in that, David. And overall, the cast in this was just so many great people that were like, how could this movie not be great? That's kind of what we thought going into this, right? Yeah, we were really excited. Well, A, it was also a new Christmas movie and one mm -hmm. that we were both excited about. And Dan Levy, again, just having finished Schitt's Creek, we were like, yes, I'll watch anything with him in it right now. And the premise of this movie is that a girl played by Mackenzie Davis is dating Kristen Stewart and she takes her home to meet her family, but she hasn't told her family that she's gay. Right. And that's kind of where this whole movie plays out. You pretty much find that out in like the first, what, 15, 20 minutes of the movie? Yeah. And this movie was a little bit sadder than I was expecting. I didn't laugh as much as I wanted to. I thought it was going to be a full on straight comedy. Yeah. And I think they sold it a little bit more as like Dan Levy having a bigger role in it. I think because he is coming off the success of Shit's Creek, they're like Dan Levy in this movie with Kristen Stewart. 
And I felt like it lacked a little bit of him, which I was a little bit let down by because I wanted it to be from the trailer. It looked like they're best friends and he's in the movie the entire time. I feel like you get him very little in like the first act, the second act, and it's kind of more in the third act where he's really a part of it. Right. So I felt a little bit let down by that. And it wasn't as funny as I was expecting, but that's, I don't think that was a bad thing. I was kind of looking back on it today and I just think if I went into it a little bit different, I would have enjoyed it more at the time. What did you think? Yeah, I, well, I read one review that said it wasn't as funny as expected and it was just kind of like bogged down by some of the relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would agree with that. I still thought it was good, but it, it won't be making my favorites list. Do you think it's a Christmas movie you would rewatch? I'd rewatch it. I think so too. And I think initially after we finished it, I wasn't expecting to feel what I did because there's some scenes in this movie. Where, again, we won't spoil any of it because I do recommend watching it. But there's some scenes in this movie where some things played out and you kind of feel bad for the characters involved. You do. And then like I like Kristen Stewart and I felt she was very Kristen Stewart in this movie. She was very, very Kristen Stewart. And I think some people, I don't know, they get annoyed by her, like her personality or the character she does sometimes but i like her and i like when she delivers that kind of Kristen stewart character and i really felt for her in this movie so the parts where it kind of gets bad for her character i felt more sad than i was expecting there's some parts where you just cringe because you're just kind of imagining i would say they do a good job of not making you feel as if you're the character but they make you feel the emotions that yeah the characters are feeling but i think looking back on it today when i was thinking about it I like that it made me feel that way. And I liked kind of how it ended up playing out and kind of the avenues they decided to explore. And I liked it a lot more looking back on it. Initially, I was like, like I wanted to laugh more and I wanted to enjoy it more in that way. But I think the movie does kind of make a statement about things and it does kind of show acceptance a little bit and also like how hard that can be with your family, especially around the holidays. So... Again, it wasn't what I was expecting, but I think looking back on it, it made me enjoy a little bit more. How do you think? Yeah, I'm, I haven't processed it as much as you have, apparently. (laughs) I thought a lot about this movie. But I will say my rating has gone up a little bit than what I initially Well, let's get into our rating and then we'll kind of discuss it after that. What would you rate this movie? I would give it 3.75 paintings out of five okay so it's gone up i think right after we first watched it we both said 3.5 we did why did you give it a 3.5 at that time because i didn't laugh as much as i wanted to yeah i i just think they shouldn't have sold this as a comedy yeah it was more of a it kind of fits into the theme of all my other like Mm -hmm. favorite ones of like a little bit of family drama that's what it felt a a bit more like and it was presented as a comedy it's a dramedy with heavy on the drama yes I have gone up since, and I give it a four. Okay. Because the acting in this was actually really good. Oh, the acting's amazing. Because, like, again, the cast is great. It's just on a higher level than other quote-unquote Christmas movies to where when I was watching it, I didn't feel like it was... It wasn't cheesy in any way. No. And it is very dramatic. And the acting was just so good and on a different level than a movie that I was expecting that I had to rate it a little bit higher because it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's well done. Great cast, good storyline. Like everything about like what went into this movie is great. 
and it made me feel, which I liked. And again, you if do it, love a movie that makes that you feel. makes you feel. And if, even if it makes you feel awkward, even if it makes you feel sad or mad or upset in any way, or you have an opinion on it, I think it's very a powerful thing that a movie can do. And if you watch this, you're going to feel some type of way, no matter what you feel about the movie as overall, but it will make you feel. So I had to bump it up to a four. And also the fact that it was on Hulu and Hulu is kind of, I would say arguably like a kind of sleeper pick when it comes to like streaming movies because they don't have the amount that Netflix does. But I feel like every few months they have a hit like this that's kind of unexpected. And I think looking back on all the movies I really enjoy this year, I think I can think of at least three Hulu movies from this year that I would put on my list. So I'm kind of excited for Hulu now. And in a world that we have Netflix, HBO Max, and Disney Plus now, I think Hulu is kind of, you know, they're being able to not only make their own original movies, but also, like, acquire other big movies. I was going to say, I feel like they've, that's where I've watched a lot of, like, big movies. They had Parasite. That's where I watched yeah. Parasite. That's where we watched Booksmart. So I feel like sometimes they're the streaming platform that actually has it. Yeah, they don't have the quantity no that other streaming services or like netflix has but the movies they do have on there are pretty solid and they also hulu is nice because they'll do live tv like the next day that's mm -hmm. the allure of hulu that's why i originally got my hulu account so this has also turned into a commercial for hulu you're <laughs> learning no i'm just saying <laughs> I'm talking about the difference between hulu and netflix netflix is all i feel like either original or mm -hmm. content that's already been on tv like it's not like current seasons of things if i were to rank the streaming services right now i'd still put netflix at number one because oh, yeah. they have movies and tv originals i think i would put hulu at number two after this movie last week i watched run i'm watching the animaniacs reboot right now so that's up there as well and then i would probably put disney plus for the amount of Newer stuff they're starting to put out, and also all the old the nostalgic, have, which we also watched. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids over the weekend. We did watch that on Thanksgiving morning. Randomly, don't know why you turned that on. <laughs> anyway, that's a review of Happy Season. Anything else you want to say about the movie? I don't think so, because if I say too much, I'll give stuff away. Well, there you go. We recommend it. Check it out. We'll get into some movie news now as we wrap up the episode. Probably the biggest headline is now that they are going to start filming Black Panther two in July. And it's expected to come out still on May 6, 2022. I think that'll get pushed back a lot more because they haven't even started yet. Who knows if they'll actually get to start filming next year. But the big thing is that they are not going to recast Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. Like, they haven't really said what they're going to do there. They brought in some new actors to play some villains. And they're just saying they're going to focus more on another character. So... It's still kind of early for them to put out anything like if they were to replace him. And even when that first kind of happened, like I was like, they, they just can't. Like, I don't think it would work. I think people would be more upset if they tried to bring in somebody new to play him. But it's a weird spot to be in because he's the title character. Like he is he is Black Panther. Like that's him. That's his role. I can't see anybody else doing that. And to recast him, I think, would kind of be a dishonor to him. A dishonor to the character and i think it would just i know that it's such a big movie for them and it's such a big franchise that it's i mean they only have one so far but there's so much potential for them to take that into different places that 
recasting him is not the way to go. So I like that the fact that you're going to re, you know, kind of focus on another character. Glad to see they're not recasting him. All right. And that is movie news. Thanks for hanging out with me on this episode. Kelsey, my fiance. You're welcome. How do you feel about the fact that you're basically engaged to Buddy the Elf? Like I've, I've made you get way more into Christmas than you ever were. Yeah, Christmas was never really a big deal for me growing up because normally every year we would go to Mexico and we would either celebrate way early in advance because pretty much right when school let out, we would be like, all right, time to go to Mexico. And we would all usually get one gift. We never did stocking stuffers. So we were never really around in the United States when Christmas was happening. So it's probably why I didn't watch a lot of Christmas movies as a kid. So later in life, it became a thing of like, okay, let's buy each other gifts and do this normal thing once we all were adults and had our own money. And now that I have you, I mean, I'm into putting up stockings around the house early, putting up a, not one, but two Christmas trees. And even before we started this podcast, I wanted to make the table seem a little bit Christmas. It is very festive. We have the white Christmas tree lit up. Which you just took off of our coffee table. <laughs> with a string of lights. So... I would say you have made me like Christmas more and you've made me realize that it can be fun to celebrate with other people. My work here is done. So there we go. And if you had the Buddy the Elf costume, I'd be all for it. (laughs) (laughs) Can we order one on Amazon? Can we just end that here? (laughs) Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you don't mind, you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Hit that five-star rating and write a quick review. Or just subscribe wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you again next Monday here. And until then, later. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe. And my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.